Reviews and Reviews. Jake here with Cole and Joel once again to talk the second episode of The Mandalorian, which for some reason decided to get released on Friday this week. Don't quite know why, but I'm not really upset about it. It was fun to watch. Uh, all the episodes are coming out on Friday now, I think. Yeah, I thought there was. I saw, I saw another one like on Tuesday after Thanksgiving or something, but I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, could be. I don't think that's for a while. Well, then maybe. I mean, obviously Disney launched on Tuesday, and you got to open up with it. So, tomato tomato. We're on chapter two, the child, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually the title of this, which kind of made me giggle. I'm like, wow, cool. You know how to get yeah, me excited right. for a Star Wars episode. This is um, this isn't a complaint necessarily, but this is I told this to Cole earlier. This is like a video game escort mission made into an episode of TV. I can see that. Like he like this is he has to get the baby baby Yoda we talked about in the first episode. A little recap. That's what we see. Little baby Yoda person. We're like, oh my gosh, and that blows everyone's minds. My mind is a little less blown than everyone else, but that's neither here nor there. And he kind of, it starts out where it left off, and now he has to walk across back to his ship because apparently he didn't keep his little horse donkey thing. Which I thought was the only way to traverse the pass. If you guys remember from the last episode, they already broke their rules. It's called a blurg, first of all. I'm not going to ever, I'm never going to call it that. It's a blurg. Like an iceberg and a blurry TV. A blurg. It could be one of those things where you need the blur to get there, but not to come back. <laughs> Which makes it, yeah, okay, but the physics of that makes sense. Now, I think, well, that, a, that I think it's another a, question, that is another question that I had from the first episode, too, because, like, what the well, hell, how, how did IG-11 get there, then? He's a robot, dude, he doesn't need, he's not a, he doesn't, he's not a mortal man. He probably got rocket launcher yeah. shoes. Slash <laughs> so jetpack. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, apparently, this Mandalorian, old Mando here, does not have a jetpack. This much we know, because he had a very good point. In anyway, okay. back to the task at hand. Uh, we're delivering this, so he needs to get back to his ship. Now, I think it's implied okay, that the you're, you're cutting in and out a lot, Jake. So are you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, I think it's implied without the blurg. Sounds like an electronica song on my end. Why not? That's what Cole was sounding like earlier. No, it sounds good on my end. Keep going. Shut up, Joel. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's implied the blur can get you there really, really quickly. Um, it's saying, it, the way they make it walk, he kind of walks for a couple days to get back to his ship, is, I think, the implication. So well, he's walking back with his hovercraft with Baby Yoda, gets a task, get attacked by not Tusken Raiders. No, that, that's a bounty hunter from episode uh, five. The little. They're trained oceans. Yeah, that's what I said, trained oceans. Yeah, with all the bounty hunters. Yes, like the boss species. Yes. Okay, so they were trying. So they were, okay. I must have missed this, and I actually was just. Uh, and they had a fob too, so they were hunting baby. Yoda yeah, that's too. that's right. They had a fob. Okay, so they were trying to find little baby Yoda, little Yolo over here. <laughs> um, he gets hurt in the fight, and he Yodo hurts himself. Um, it cuts to him in a fire where he starts to try to repair himself. He got cut pretty bad. And he's doing this slow, like, repair system thing, like, sewing it together. And Yoda, Yolo, slash Yodo, gets out of his crib and walks to him and gives him a force hand. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me if he already, this little baby dude, already has force powers. But it didn't happen. 
there. Um, I thought it was just a nod to the audience, like, oh, it's a little baby trying to touch it, but it looks like he's trying to use the cord. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, so, yeah, at, well, after this point, this is um, not really an action-packed episode. Uh, kind of is. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I guess it goes by so quick, you feel like there wasn't a lot. Because these, unlike the first episode, this isn't over 40 minutes. This is a 20-minute well, episode. Well, and that's the one thing that I'm not sure why they chose to do that with this show. Because it's, like, you're talking about Star Wars. You're talking about a lot of stuff that you can put into a show. And they decided to make them very brief shows. Where, like, this whole show was basically, like, covered a day. You didn't know that he was going to have the Jawa steal his stuff before like at the end of the last episode so they introduce a problem and fix it in this episode and that's all they do like it's a very narrow show like in the 20 minutes that you're watching it fair but i will make a comment on this because this is not a tv like it's not it's not a tv show like when you have like netflix shows and stuff sometimes the episodes vary from like 30 minutes to an hour depending on what they what story they need to tell per episode so they do have a little bit of leeway where it's not going to be like I don't know if every episode, maybe this was like, all right, we need to tell this story called The Child. This chapter, like, it's like the chapters of a book. Some chapters are longer than others. Sometimes you have more to talk about per chapter. They might make, each episode may vary in length depending on what they feel like need to be in that episode. They might do that. It's just, to me, it's very, like, I'm not sure I'm all on board with it because you're you're having such little time, especially when you want to have cool action scenes like they have where you really don't get anywhere in the story with each episode. Like, we, we literally got nowhere in the story this episode. It was cool, and there was cool things about it. But like, well, in, the, epi- the episode's called The Child, and we get to know a lot. And we kind of like, okay, this this little yodel, yodeling is for real, guys. He's got, spoiler alert, the force. We're talking about a TV episode. Watch it if you don't know what we're talking about. Okay, but my point is, that can be summed up in one sentence. Yoda can use the force. That's all you need to know from this whole episode. Yeah, but you're not going to sum it up. You want to show it. <laughs> and you want to build it. it, it, it uh, I, I'm kind of the middle ground here. Like, I, I agree with you, Paul, that I wish they would spend a little bit more time on certain things. But yet at the same time, I get where Jake's coming from saying that they're, they're trying to get these certain things done in sections. So we need to develop those sections, basically. So... We just need to tell one section at a time. And again, I think we're not. We can go back. This is something I think we have to wait till the end of the show because again, I am for like. There's a ton of shows that I like, and I just talked to you about like Arrow and stuff. But they had 23, 40 minute episodes, and unfortunately, even if you have a good story to tell, they have to always stretch it so damn thin to get the full story because they have to fill all these things. So for me, if you don't like, if they didn't have much more to tell because like. For this particular story, I don't want just a bunch of random Easter eggs or like, hey, look over there. Like, like look over there. Haha, <laughs> nod to the audience. Like, I don't think this show is trying to do that for Star Wars fans. I think people know, hey, if, you have, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to obviously watch this show. Like, so let's do the best we can I, with the material. I would disagree with him, them. Like, you said that they're not trying to pack it with Easter eggs. I think they are. They're just doing it very cleverly. Well, that, and that's why I respect them more. They're not shoving it in our face. Like, haha, exactly. Star Wars, appreciate this. Like, Yeah, it's like, no, there's tons of stuff that I noticed. I was like, wow, they put that in there, and it really worked. Like, it's not just 
there to be there for a Star Wars fans. It's actually there, and it's relevant to what's going on. So, Joel, since you are such a Star Wars knowledge of all, how about you enlighten us with some of these some of these Easter eggs? Because I'm sure a lot of Easter eggs go over my head. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan, but not, like, I don't know canon lawyer stuff. So, tell us about some of the cool cool Easter eggs. I mean, they're not really anything major. It's mainly like there's sounds in there that were used from the original trilogy and that kind of stuff. Like, um, when they're in the Sandcrawler in this episode and the Mandalorian bangs... Oh, hey, hey hold on one second. We got to tell him. John loves your back, guys. Do we miss him? Hell no. <laughs> these guys. No, I, I love that. I love that. Oh, no, no, I love seeing them, but I forgot how annoying and unethically stupid these people are. Dude, but that, I just absolutely loved having them, like, No, it was cool, it was cool to see them again, but you realize how big of dummies they are. Like, when Dude, they're basically like, minions. They yeah. are minions. They were minions before minions were cool. I know, they sound like the minions, they act like the minions. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like, they're minions that, like, somehow evolved just to become traitors, and all they do is steal people's crap and sell them back to them. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Why aren't these guys all dead? People, they're scavengers. They're not scavengers. The ship was just there. there. I don't know why they didn't just take the whole ship. Because they're not. They can't fly. They can't reach the gas pedal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it was nice to see him again, though, and it wasn't like again like a force scene. They're kind of important to the story, like part of the journey of this episode. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, th- there's lots of little Easter eggs. Like, even the Mandalorian's rifle is an Easter egg to the original Holiday Special and everything. But uh, I refuse to watch that. I, I mean, yeah, I've seen it once just because I wanted to for some unknown reason because I never, ever want to see it again. Wait, do you want to do a but, podcast special for the holidays on that, Joel? Oh, God. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm love to hate on some Star Wars. I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's like the only Star Wars thing I will full-on hate on. Is that is this on Disney Plus? Because we're doing it over the holidays then. I don't know if it is, but it might be. Please hold. Either, either way, the, <laughs> the tuning fork rifle is an Easter egg from that. Uh, when you first see Boba Fett, he had the tuning fork rifle. Um, there's sounds in there, like, in this episode when he hits his head on the ceiling of the sandcrawler, and the, and the, I don't know what you want to call it, the cockpit of the sandcrawler, it makes the same sound that Chewbacca's head did when he hit his head on the ceiling in, uh, Jabba's palace when they were taking him to the, the, I don't know, prisoner cell. Um, and just little things like that, that it really works. And in the first episode, they had the same, uh, sound for... See, when that weird walrus creature comes out and grabs the, the landing gear, when it's not able to take off, it kind of does the... Yeah, and it was the same yeah. sound that the Millennium Falcon made. I did notice that one. The light speed. Yeah. Which, I, I, I love those little sound effects, because you're like, you know you recognize it, and you're just kind of like, where have I heard that from? And you have to think about it, and then you might be able to go, but it, it does... It, it, universe feel really familiar despite being so different exactly and i love that aspect of it and i do have to say too that i can totally get behind this dude's acting with the man you know who this is right actually you guys probably pedro pascal i I can't remember his name ever 
No, but he's from Game of Thrones. He's one of my favorite characters on Game of Thrones before, of course. Spoiler alert, they killed his ass hard and quickly, and it made me very mad. They bubble-fetted him early <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Um, but, yeah. I absolutely love his acting with the helmet and everything. Like, when he can't take off in the first episode, you can see the frustration in him. Like, he just moves his head a certain way, where it's like you can tell he's just frustrated, and he just wants to get out of there, and... That, that kind of stuff just blew me away. And it's really little stuff, but I love I it. I thought they weren't going to have him talk the whole first episode. It kind of set him up for that. Um, yeah. Almost. And I thought that like, the way the bar scene worked out, and he was just being quiet the whole time. And then he started talking, and he realized this guy, it's not like Bubba Fett. Like, everyone loves Bubba Fett, and I'm not hating on him. But it's not like he had a personality. This guy has a personality under the suit, and you can feel it. And you exactly. feel the acting, despite the fact he's wearing a full blown suit, and you've never seen his face. See, and that's where I'm like, I don't know. The the show is like a little weird because it has like a lot of action stuff going on. You know, there's the whole thing with like Yoda, but Yoda's a baby and doesn't talk, and the Mandalorian rarely talks. So it's a it's like it's like the quiet place of Star Wars as far as the only person you hear talking is Nick Nolte and Jawas. He has spoken, that's, <laughs> but that's his catchphrase. If he had never spoken, how, how would you say I have spoken? <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. No, um, and then, well, the Mandalorian, I did say this to Cole earlier. I'm like, Mandalorian gets butt kicked, not once, but twice. <laughs> yes. Which is unfortunate, because you, like, he, okay, so he, he gets to his ship, and you see all these Jawas had completely stripped it. Obviously, he wastes a couple of them, and he tries to chase after the Sandcrawler, which I don't no, know. he doesn't just waste them, he disintegrates them. Well, he shoots them with his rifle, and they go by that. <laughs> Showing the power of his rifle. But anyway, he chased after Sandcrawler, and I didn't see Yoda for, like, the first half of this chase, and he's running after it. I'm like, did he just leave that baby? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I, I thought that scene showing the, the egg cradle, like, actually following. Because if you, I was like, she's going to lose the baby. That's what I thought, because he left it open, and I'm like, shoot. Because the last scene, when they're at the campfire, he got out and walked. So we know he can leave it whenever he wants. Yep. And I'm like, and then we see a clip of him barely. If you guys paid attention to the background, you see the little egg thing. All right, we still got him. Yeah, I love that. Oh no, but he gets to the top of the sand crawler to get his stuff back, and he gets tased. I think twelve times, but I have to <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And he just falls down on his butt. Um, wakes up a little bit later with Yoda looking at him with like, you have failed, like failed you have. <laughs> um, and the ship's gone. His ship doesn't work, and so he goes back to Nick Nolte's. Um, God, do we even get this guy's name? No, not that I know of. Uh, it's not. It's well, Nick Nolte. <laughs> I, I, everyone knows Nick Nolte is a very distinguished voice. You just know it's Nick Nolte. Um, but he goes back to him and he's like, ah, he's like, oh, so you're going to take in the baby alive? He's like, why can't we get off this rock? And, um, then he's like, well, you didn't, your ship isn't broken. It's just been stripped. We just need to go trade with them. And then this is the worst trading session I've ever seen ever. <laughs> with Jawas. Jawas like, give me this. Give me these two big things. No, we can't have those things. Can't have my armor. You can't have a child. I'm not getting any human trafficking over here. He's a Mandalorian. He's got some lawyers. Hey, human. He got, he's got some honor, baby. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, all right, we want that egg. Which, weirdest thing ever. So they're willing to trade all these parts that they took off of his ship for one meal. One. You ruined it. You they, ruined the fact that it's a meal because you don't know what they want the egg for. You have no clue. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that people have watched the show if they're listening to this podcast. You have to do it in order and I'll get to 
Still. Yeah, they, they obviously can't get it themselves. <laughs> exactly. They obviously would not be able to get that themselves. That's because the A belongs to really... And by the way, and correct me if I'm wrong, the A belongs to the big monster, rhino, big rhino creature. Was that in episode two? One of the animals they sent after him? It's, it's unknown yet whether that's a like, type of creature like it that. Looked really, that's what it was similar. Yeah, that, that's what it reminded me of, too, even when I saw the trailer. I thought that's probably what it was, but we don't know yet. Well, they obviously, like, the, the, obviously, on like, was it Geonosis or whatever? They obviously yeah. took those animals. They, were, they didn't seem to be indigenous there. They obviously captured them, so who knows? Oh, yeah. That's what I, that made me think it was the arena battle with um, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme. But that's what it made me think of. But anyways, yeah. Mandalorian gets his ass kicked for now a second time. This animal is not going down, and he's giving him the business. And it kind of looks like he told so. He lost his gun in the, in the squabble. He keeps up putting up fights. This rhino's having his way with him. And then he kind of gets on his knees. His armor's all, like, battered down. He takes out a knife, and it starts charging him. He's like, all right, I'm just going to – I guess he's going out with a fight is what I interpret this as. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Yoda, Yoda, little Yoda Jr., lifts up his hand and lifts up the rhino. Yeah, that was a sick moment. I was waiting for that. I'm like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Oh, I'm not sure. I was they saying, did it. I, I get it called The Child. It's kind of about this and this is the, the twist of this episode. But I think they blew they, they, they blew this a little too early for me as far as the season goes. This is episode two. And I thought, you know, with the hand, the pre, like the little um, foreshadowing earlier in the episode, I think like 10 minutes later, then I have him actually lift up this huge beast was a little too early for me. See, I didn't mind it. I thought I thought it was totally in line with everything. Um, the fact that he's 50 years old already, I mean, he's at least going to be like a two or three-year-old, which, like, kids can use the Force in Star Wars at a young age, or, you know, they can sense stuff. Well, yeah, well, he didn't know, I think he just picked it up, and then he put it down, and then he's, the Mando kills him, and then he uh, goes into a little coma. Yeah, because he lifted up a whole rhino, he's a little baby. Yeah. I don't care. He's 50 years old, man. I'm done with this baby crap. <laughs> he ages differently, Jake. Yeah. He, I he did he love the fact that he ate a frog, though. I thought that was very Yoda fitting. Yes. Well, yeah, that frog was like the size of him. And he's like, put it down. He like spit it out. And he's like, nope, frog. He swallowed that thing whole. <laughs> and I've had frog legs before, so I understand why you don't want to spit those out, man. You, you gotta eat those. Delicacy. Um, so... He gets the egg. We find out the Jawas just wanted it to munch on. They open it up and just eat the yolks raw. They don't even scramble it, damn savages. <laughs> Put some cheese on it. Put onions on that. Put a little omelet. They wasted it. Did anybody else think it was more like a coconut when they cut it open? It looked like it was hairy, like it was hairy, like a coconut. But yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, and then the inside was white. With no, yellow yolk. Yellow.
See, one of the things I wish they would have done differently in this is not fix up the ship so fast. Like, have that go into the next episode a little no, bit. No, dude, you, you got to have a montage with that. I'm completely okay with not watching a ton of random crap. Like you didn't. So they didn't have to show it though, Jake. They could have ended this one where they had the parts and then they finish it up at the beginning of next episode. But see, right, I don't. But no, but it, it's implied that the few days that pass. True, but that's another thing that I'm not – I don't really like about the pacing of this show is that the the episodes are very – like one doesn't lead into the next one as far as you had a big twist at the end of last one, and then they brought up a problem and fixed it this episode. You don't have to have a cliffhanger every episode, but maybe like, oh, you know, we're setting something up in the next episode that you want to see. This is like – this episode is completely contained in itself. The second one is completely contained in itself as far as you watch it. There's a beginning, middle, end, and then you, like, there's no lead into what's happening next. Which I like. I'm completely okay with it. It's a self-contained episode, which is why it doesn't feel like a big cliffhanger at the end. It felt like I was satisfied for this episode, which I'm okay with them doing for most of these. Right, I mean, I, I mean I'm satisfied. We learned, we, learned stuff. we learned stuff in this episode. We did. All we learned is that Yoda can use the Force, which you didn't even like. No, Mando, that Mando can be gotten pretty easily, actually. Like, he's not, he's not like Boba Fett until the end, this indestructible bounty hunter. This guy can get his ass kicked once or twice, which makes him vulnerable and doesn't make him feel like this indestructible character. I do love that. Yes, he was feel, he's more relatable because, yeah, he has his armor and all his stuff, but he's going to need to use his wit and skills to outsmart other people. Like, these things in the Star Wars universe. So. Exactly. But, like, I am by no means saying I'm not satisfied with how it ended. I'm just saying I would have appreciated at least leaving it at that. Like, the story was told. We know that Yodel can use the Force and everything. And we have all the parts. We know it's going to get fixed. But if we So why do we need to... That, it, that's my point. Why no, even waste no, time with this? You hey, Only your hatred can destroy me, Joe. <laughs> If we wait a week, it actually gives it more of the feeling that it took time to do that, to put yeah. it all back together. I never, this I, montage was like 30 seconds, and okay, we're all good, we're going to fly away. Yeah. No, like, just wait until the next week. You can do it 30 seconds in the beginning of the next episode. Just it, Then it would make it feel like it took longer than it obviously did on screen. See, and, oh, man... I guess I'm so used to binge-watching shows on Netflix now where, like, the show's just out and I watch it that that doesn't ever bother me anymore. Like, I don't need that the past time that implies it. Just like the walk to a ship. It's probably a lot longer, but there's nothing to really show us, so let's skip beside the attack, so let's skip ahead. I'm okay with them doing that. I, I understand you guys' point. It just... I, I, I was totally fine with how they ended this completely. I'm okay with the walk thing and everything, but, yeah... No, but like I said, coming back, like, hey, the ship, they said it's going to take a few days. He's like, only, like, not if you help. It's implied that they both with him, that he's a genius when it comes to mechanical crap. Mm -hmm. Which, there's a nice little touchy moment where you actually see that this guy isn't some heartless guy again. He's like, can I please pay you half the reward? Can I please help you? He's like, I can't thank you enough. Yep. And, like, you, so you can tell that this isn't, like, because obviously with the bubble fat look, you kind of implied that this guy's probably a little evil. But as far as what I can tell, maybe I'm wrong, that the Mandalorian is just kind of a guy who is just trying to get make ends meet at this point Well, with bounty hunters. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I do think, like, the Nick Nolte character as a whole, 
seems like a convenience more than like an actual character. Like I don't identify with the character. He's willing to just sit there all day and wait for the Mandalorian. He's like putting his whole life on hold for the Mandalorian for like no real reason. You know, they say like, oh, he's trying to get peace, but I'm like, which again makes no sense. I just don't identify with him as a character. I think it was more just a convenient guy to have to, like, have him do all the stuff. It didn't feel convenient because I don't think it's... Go ahead, Jake. I said, I don't feel it was convenient. I know what you're saying, but Star Wars has been... The entire Star Wars universe is full of convenient things. Like, they define it as, like, the Force was meant to, like... The Force still controls the universe and things are meant to happen. So it seems coincidental. It's explainable by just saying, yeah, this was kind of... Like, if this character is Force-sensitive, maybe there was a, like, reason why the Mandalorian had to be the one to show up there. Yeah, and I will agree that the first episode was a lot of... There was very much convenience there with that character. But... But since he's already established, why do we care that he's still there? Right, right. That's what I mean. I didn't. I didn't think there was so much convenience in the second episode. I, I do like that they brought him back and didn't just have him for the convenience factor in the first one. Well, I guess my thing is like whenever he has a problem on this planet, like oh, like he doesn't know where the where Yoda is, or he needs to track down the Jawas again. This guy's just there, like hey, I'll bring you there for for free. I don't take payment. I, I don't, I'm like, okay, like, this just seems like a very convenient character where... No, but I would if he didn't say he did this a bunch of times before. Because he knows, he's like, he just wanted the problems off that. He said they won't be peace until these guys are gone. Because people kept coming over again in droves trying to find this kid. Which, again, I understand that they said that, but it seemed like a cover-up for convenience rather than, like, a like a good, like, character in your story. So you know, you're saying it's like plot armor. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, why would he help all these people? Well, let's give him a good reason, but we really just want him here for all these convenient things for him to do. Yeah. And, again, you're not 100% wrong, but I guess there's so many convenient random happenstances in Star Wars that yeah. I kind of just let it go. I'm going to like, on this one. Yeah, I, I, the convenience is, if you go through every single episode of Star Wars, you can find stuff like, okay... That was a little coincidental, but they said, like, it was all meant to happen. Like, the universe explained to them that certain things, no matter what, are destined to kind of happen. Well, I guess my, my problem with it is they've made him such, like, a good character. Like, oh, I don't accept money. This is all I want. Where I'm like, if he just said, hey, I help everybody out. Give me 50,000 pesos, and I'll get you there. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but it's like, we are setting up this altruistic, convenient character that's just, like, Puts his life on hold anytime a bounty hunter shows up. But the question hey, is, 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 he, is he gonna is he gonna show up again? I have my doubts. I think this is kind of the end for him. That could be. I'm <laughs> saying on this planet, his life is just revolving around whatever bounty hunters show up. Why isn't he helping the other ones like the droids and stuff? Because I didn't go to him. <laughs> the other guy didn't go to him either. <laughs> he maybe, maybe he maybe he didn't land exactly there. I don't know. To me, okay, yeah, and I, I'm being nitpicky, but to me, I just didn't really like. Like, that whole, that whole character I thought was just kind of a convenient thing. I didn't... Like, again, it's your opinion. You have the 100% right to be wrong. And that's fine. And that's good. And it's good for you. <laughs> um, no, like I said, my big... And by the way, I noticed this in the top left. I forgot to say this. It says TVPG. Was the last episode made TVPG? Can you remember that guy getting sawed in half? 
But I think they rate each episode separately, the TV shows. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. Again, I don't know why you would reach. I don't think TV rates each episode differently. I think you kind of give it one rating and it just sticks with it. Because if it gets up to that highest level, it's like that's what it's going to be, even if every episode technically doesn't qualify for that. But I don't know. Because every, even every episode of this is directed by somebody else. Yeah. Oh, really? Every, every episode should be John Favreau. Yeah. Somebody else directs every single episode in the show. John Favreau directed the first episode, and I can't remember who directed this one, but I know it's There's a, Cole, that's, that's really, really common for TV episodes. I guess I didn't know that. There's a, there's usually, there's usually like, a, like, a, like a producer, producers, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, have kind of a more overline, like, during TV shows, like, kind of how the direction needs to go, but how each episode is executed is directed by, because you can't, one director does all the episodes, man, it would just be exhausting. J.J. Abrams did 11, 22, 63, all of them. How many episodes? Eight. Exactly. You made my point. (laughs) Right, but this, this Mandalorian show is going to be pretty limited, too, with the Which I, which I'm very happy about, because, again, I hate it when TV shows just give us a bunch of middle crap we don't need. Right. Keep me interested. Keep me entertained. That's why I'm like, if every episode is going to be 20 minutes, but by the end of it, I'm completely satisfied with the story you told, I do not care. I mean, I get your point where you don't want, like, 60-hour episodes where you're like, holy cow, I'm never going to get through with this season. But if it's a show I really like, I don't feel like it needs to be limited to, like, eight episodes. But if they do really good on this, they'll give us, like, the Obi-Wan Kenobi story is supposed to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, yes. there's more Star Wars stories to be told, so you're telling us the story of the Mandalorian. If that's all we need to hear about him, then I'm good with it. We don't need to give us a sequel to another season if it's complete. True, but I'm saying if you have... I think there could be a happy medium where if we're getting a limited run of, say, eight episodes, you know, make them a little bit longer. Yeah, if you have eight 20-minute episodes, it's like, okay, that's great, but that's not really a lot of substance for a whole TV show. Well, again, this is kind of, I think this is a little bit unprecedented. We haven't really seen a Star Wars series before. Um, and people in Star Wars Bill right now are very split between the new ones and stuff. So I don't know. I think they may be playing a little safe with this, but if I get a good Star Wars story, and so far, and might as well, this will be a perfect transition into ratings, um, I did not, I'm still at a seven with this. I'm not, I'm not taking it down a notch by any means. I was completely satisfied, quick, done, and in a hurry. Um, I got some good stuff. I got some good action. Uh, we learned more about the Mandalorian's personality, I feel, and we, we got the big reveal about what Yoda is already Force-sensitive. All right. Cool. I'm going to go just down a little bit just because, to me, I'm like, if I'm going to invest in this show and like, I'm going to watch it every week, I'm going to like keep tabs on it, Like it does leave me wanting a little bit more. Like I feel like you could have done more with that episode it was, it was pretty pretty brief you're, you're getting a good taste of a lot of different things but they don't they don't dwell on anything too long which is a good thing but it like i don't know i'm, I'm just leaving a little bit more where it's, it's still a good show and i enjoy it but it's probably from like a 7.5 to a 7.4 like i'm just a little hesitant now you took one decimal point why even might as well round up and just go to 7.5 again 7.25 then fine still if you round up it'd be 7.5 if you're going from zero to 7.24 
There we go. We're better. <laughs> Taking it out. Um, no, what do you think, Joel? See, my, I'm going to go up a couple clips for mine. Like, it's going to, I'm going to go up to 8.2 on my, my spectrum because I find myself actually, as a Star Wars fan, actually kind of laughing at this one where it was obviously intended for me to be laughing. But kind of going off the same reasoning that Cole went where, like, it, it leaves me wanting more, but I think that's a little bit of an aspect I like about this, because it's not making me feel like, oh, this episode is finally over. It's like, okay, this episode is over, I cannot wait until next week's episode. Which, which, if you guys don't know, if these episodes all stay small, I'm actually going to be kind of okay with this for two reasons. One, the show's really good, or I like one go, I can actually go back and binge watch it quicker and take it all in one big chunk. And kind of like, and, like, be like, all right, because I'm going, if this show, I'm, the way it's going, I'm definitely going to want to rewatch it from start to finish within, like, a couple days. And it will be way easier to do that if the episodes do stay in this length. Yeah, and I think this second episode was just, it really was everything I didn't even know I wanted in the second episode for me. Yeah, you definitely didn't know where they're going to go with it. And like I said, even though it's just, like I said at the beginning, the escort mission of episodes. Um, I was usually escort missions. If you play video games, guys, usually blow. <laughs> yes. yes, they're really annoying. But this wasn't Yoda. Little Yoda didn't really feel like a hindrance. and didn't feel like he was constantly protecting him. He was just along for the ride. And so, we're, like Yoda was basically us, just floating around in his little egg craft, following the Mandalorian around, wishing we could use the Force. Well, yeah, and then like. I was kind of like you, Jake, where when he was riding on the sandcrawler, then, like, halfway through that scene, I'm going, wait, where's Yoda then? He's got to run back and, like, find him now. But then, yeah, right when I was thinking that, they answered my question by showing that little blurb of Yoda just riding along in the egg. It's like, oh, okay, sweet. So they actually took time to answer my question. (laughs) Well, yeah, and and I was really worried because that was the route they were going to go. They do have to go find him again that quickly. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, I was really, really hoping they weren't going to do that, because I'm like, I don't need that right now. That's not what I want to see in this episode, so don't give me that. Yeah, but um, it was well executed. Yes, and again, like, that little blurb shows you know who's following him the whole time, which makes sense. It followed him everywhere, and clearly was programmed to him. Yep. So we got, to, it showed us that, those subtle things. Like, he kind of moved it over with his, like, remote a couple times, so, like, it, it's not like, oh, how the hell did he do that? It's like, actually, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I, I but um to go on a quick other note, have you guys heard of Star Wars Fallen Order? I started playing it because I pre-ordered that. Of course you did. <laughs> Joel's a nerd. I've heard. Oh, dude. By the way, for those of you, I'm just gonna nerd out for a second. You guys remember Battlefront? Yes. Yes. When he starts sniping Jawas, that's all I wanted to play, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to play Battlefront right now. Give me a gun. I want to shoot some Jawas. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, which those games were so much fun, and they still are. But I heard Fallen Order is amazing, so I think I might have to go out and purchase that. I, um, I heard it's fantastic. It. Highly recommend purchasing it. Yes. How? What do you have? You played? Did you play uh, Force Unleashed? Yes. What do you What do you compare it to? Obviously, graphics are better, but what do you? Force Unleashed was one of those games that the Stormtroopers weren't even a threat. You could slash your way through all of them. That's kind of like what Stormtroopers always were to me, though. It's like just a bunch of little convoys. I mean, this game, Stormtroopers, 
if your health is down even just a little bit, they will kick your ass. I heard it's like the Dark Soul, like the difficulty level spike, which is awesome because you want to feel like it's Jedi. You do have to be smart and strategic, and you can't just run around because it's the same person. Yes, and this is very much a strategic game. Like, you have to block at certain times. You have to do it correctly, and timing is everything. You have Sweet. to dodge. It is the just the awesome Jedi game that we've never gotten before. I don't know. I had a lot of fun with Force Unleashed. I haven't beat the second one. I kind of was working on it. But it never, like, intrigued me, like... Like I, I can never feel like oh like oh, I'm really bored. I'll like I'll throw it in the PS2 again or the Wii. I think I have it on Wii actually. But, all right, yep. let's do this again. But yeah, no, I've been waiting for that game. So if this is what I've won that quintessential Jedi experience, um, so I will 100% probably go out and get that game then, Joel. I didn't even know you got it. Yes. Yeah, I would highly recommend it because I love the Force Unleashed as well. But this is. I mean, it's the same premise, but it's completely different. I mean, you're not even really guided by the map. It feels like an open world, but it's not. And cool. So it's not, yeah, it's it's not crazy where it's like you have to... Because, uh, like, I love open worlds like Red Dead Redemption, but, like, when they go, like... There's some... Like, a lot of the times, I love that there's a story, and I want to beat the story first, and then I'll go back. Like, yeah. if the story's that good, I love to just, like, go through the story really quick the first time, and then go back and explore. Mm-hmm. Because we I want to do a podcast on this. <laughs> well, I haven't played it either as Cole because she still has all this money. I know. I'm when locked down. When you do. So you're not you're not married yet, Joel. So and I'm single, no. so I'll, I'll spend my money whatever I, I please. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get for pre-ordering it, Joel? Uh, you get like customization options for your lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't um, that already come with it? There, there's some, but there's some premium options. Which are actually very much worth it, I will say. Well, since we can't pre-order and get these anymore, what are they? <laughs> There's still the deluxe edition and everything. You can you can still unlock it. It's just gonna be harder. But there is. I, I just realized like, you, you can, no, just we can literally talk anything Star Wars for hours on end. We need to have like a buffer. We're like, all right, guys, you're done with the Mandalorian. We're gonna go about 20 minutes into Fall in Order really quick. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a. Uh, Cut this now if you just want to cut it now, Joe Cole. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, End of the show. Off of 